0: This is Johnny The chubby, Caucasian, Christian, closeted, conservative Some might say I'm everything wrong with the world But don't take their word for it Make up your own mind Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chubby Caucasian Christian Closeted Conservative. I've been waiting to do this topic for a long time. I was hoping to have my buddy Dan with me, but the man has got so much going on with his life right now. He said, John, I can't help you with this episode. You just got to go on and do it. So today we're finally going to chew the fat a little bit about the Russia-Ukraine war. Let me just share my heart just a little bit. I am not a warmonger by any means. I think war is awful. And I don't think my father in heaven rejoices in war. I think we should attempt to avoid war at all costs. But we have to remember that there are bullies on the playground. There are hostile actors in the world. There are individuals who are not happy with live and let live. So when war does rear its ugly head, we have to be prepared for it. Now don't jump ahead of me here. I'm not talking about boots on the ground in foreign wars. I've seen how that plays out too many times now and heard prior to my lifetime how it played out before. We get all gung-ho about a war. We send our men and women over there to die, to fight, in an attempt to make that area a better place or to quell any sort of foreign threats. As time goes on, the war gets politicized. Troops are booed instead of cheered when they come home. And eventually we see a withdrawal similar to Afghanistan, just a complete and utter mess. So it would take a lot for me to desire boots on the ground in a foreign war. Especially with the technologically advanced era that we currently live in, there's a lot we could do over long distances. And I especially would not want any boots on the ground during a time in this country where Democrats have the majority in everything. And that's because Democrats have no idea of foreign policy. Which is understandable. When you are so obsessed with identity politics, race, gender, hurting people's feelings, what people identify is just look at what some of these Democrats, what they get so obsessed about these days. It's no wonder that they don't have any foresight beyond our borders. I, I would encourage any Democrat out there to, you know, schedule out a few hours to do some research on things going on outside of the country. And maybe it hasn't always been like that. I, I might be wrong, but definitely during my lifetime and in this current era. So I have three clips that I think prove that. Two the first two are from the third debate of the present of the 2012 president presidential election, the debate is between Mitt Romney and Barack Obama.
1: Governor Romney, I'm glad that you recognize that al-Qaeda is a threat, because a few months ago when you were asked what's the biggest geopolitical threat facing America, you said Russia, not al-Qaeda, you said Russia, In the 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back, because you know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years and stem the tide of this violence. But I'll respond to a couple of things you mentioned. First of all, Russia, I indicated, is a geopolitical foe. Not a, Number one, excuse me. It's a geopolitical foe. And I said in the, same, in the same paragraph, I said, and Iran is the greatest national security threat we face. Russia does continue to battle us in the U.N. time and time again. I have clear eyes on this. I'm not going to wear rose-colored glasses when it comes to Russia or Mr. Putin. And I'm certainly not going to say to him, I'll give you more flexibility after the election. After the election, he'll get more
0: backbone. When Russia first invaded Ukraine and all those senators and congresswomen and men were wearing those Ukrainian colors, Nancy Pelosi up there with a little Ukrainian pin, I would have loved to ask her, how many Ukrainians would be alive if we had elected Mitt Romney in 2012? Obama did tell Putin that he would have more flexibility after his election, and Mitt Romney promised backbone. Now, maybe Mitt Romney wouldn't have come through, but he obviously had a better idea of what Russia was capable at the time, or willing to do at the time. The third clip I want to play is from July 2018 It's a NATO summit And this is Trump at a bilateral breakfast Talking about members of NATO uh, and their relationship with Russia
1: Sad when Germany makes a massive oil and gas deal with Russia Where you're supposed to be guarding against Russia And Germany goes out and pays billions and billions of dollars a year to Russia So we're protecting Germany, we're protecting France, we're protecting all of these countries. And then numerous of the countries go out and make a pipeline deal with Russia, where they're paying billions of dollars into the coffers of Russia. So we're supposed to protect you against Russia, but they're paying billions of dollars to Russia. And I think that's very inappropriate. And the former chancellor of Germany is the head of the pipeline company that's supplying the gas. Uh, ultimately, Germany will have almost 70% of their country controlled by Russia with natural gas. So you tell me, is that appropriate? I mean, I've been complaining about this from the time I got in. It should have never been allowed to have happened. But Germany is totally controlled by Russia. And remember, this is, uh, this is the Russian asset 70% here. 70% of their energy from Russia and a new pipeline. And you tell me if that's appropriate, because I think it's not. And I think it's a very bad thing for NATO, and I don't think it should have happened. And I think we have to talk to Germany about it. On top of that, Germany is just paying a little bit over 1%, whereas the United States... They're paying a
0: little over 1% into NATO
1: of a much larger GDP.
0: However, they are so buying 70% or going, you know, according to Trump, Germany, they're eventually France. going to be buying everybody. 70% of their energy we're paying from Russia. a lot of
1: money to protect. Now, this has been going on for decades. This has been brought up by other presidents, but other presidents never did anything about it because I don't think they understood it or they just didn't want to get involved. But I have to bring it up because I think it's very unfair to our country, it's very unfair to our taxpayer. It is. And I think that these countries have to step it up, not over a 10-year period, they have to step it up immediately. And you might be able to argue,
0: because of that... They talk
1: about increase it a tiny bit by 2030. Well, they could increase it immediately tomorrow and have no problem. I don't think it's fair to the United States. So we're going to have to do something because we're not going to put up with it. We can't put up with it. And it's inappropriate. So... We have to talk about the billions and billions of dollars that's being paid to the country that we're supposed to be protecting you against. You know, everybody's everybody's talking about it all over the world. They'll say, well, wait a minute, we're supposed to be protecting you from Russia, but why are you paying billions of dollars to Russia for energy? Why are countries in NATO, namely Germany, having a large percentage of their energy needs paid you know, to Russia and, and taken care of by Russia. Now if you look at it, Germany is a captive of Russia because Germany they supply, is they a captive they get rid of of their coal plants, they get rid of their nuclear
0: when Russia so first invaded oil Ukraine, oil a lot of sanctions were placed at were placed out and there were a lot of loopholes so that European nations can you continue to buy oil probably. from Russia.
1: I don't know what you can do about it now, but it certainly doesn't seem to make sense that they pay billions of dollars to russia and now we have to defend them
2: against russia it doesn't make any sense you know nato is the alliance of 29 nations and uh, there are sometimes differences and uh, different views and also some disagreements and the gas uh, uh, pipeline from russia to germany is one issue where allies uh, disagree but the strength of nato is that despite these differences we have always been able to unite around our core task uh, to protect and defend each other because we understand that we are stronger together than apart. Uh, I think that two world wars and the Cold War thought us that uh, we are stronger together than apart. Um but How can
1: you be together when a country is getting its energy from the person you want protection against, or from the group that you want protection
2: Because you understand that uh, when we stand together, also when uh, dealing with Russia, we are stronger. I think what we have seen is that. No, you're that just
1: making Russia richer. Well, you not dealing with Russia,
2: you're making Russia richer. Well, so I think that even during the Cold War, uh, NATO allies were trading with uh, Russia, then there have been. Uh, That's disagreements different. That's about different. What kind of uh, trade arrangements we should, uh, we should sure. go I into? I think trade
1: is wonderful. I think energy is a whole different. I think energy is a much different story than normal trade. And you have a country like Poland that won't accept the gas. You take a look at some of the countries, they won't accept it because they don't want to be captive to Russia. But Germany, as far as I'm concerned, is captive to Russia because it's getting so much of its energy from Russia. So we're supposed to protect Germany, but they're getting their energy from Russia. Explain that. And it can't be explained. You know that.
0: It's the complete opposite of the present that we have today, where the puppet that we have now just tries to get through every day, putting one foot in front of the other. But I want to make an analogy here. I'm a big board game guy. Love board games. One of my favorite games to play is Monopoly, and that was one reason I was hoping to have Dan on here as well, because him and I have played a lot of Monopoly together. In fact, a lot of the games we've played, it has come down to Dan and I. I continuously make a mistake with Dan. I usually Get to a point in Monopoly where I turn into more of an investor, buying hotels, trying to buy property from other players, trying to trade property with other players instead of attempting to just survive a lap around the board and acquire property from the board. I usually have a Monopoly, a decent income coming in, and there's usually a player or two that are struggling. And what I do is instead of allowing them to go bankrupt and their Property is going back up for sale. I try to buy the property from them. And a lot of people have probably done this. You make a very generous offer for a property that you do not think they need. This is an individual who is just trying to survive a lap around the board. They've already landed on a couple of monopolies. They may or may not have one themselves and they can see the end in sight. And when you offer them cash at the time, it seems like a better deal for you than for them. However, Dan is the best. At turning this against me Dan wants to win the game Just as bad as I do Dan is a very good negotiator And there is a dollar amount That he wants for his property He's very smart So what I end up doing Is making a generous offer On a property I receive the property I'm excited because I've acquired There's only a finite amount Of property on the board And I've acquired another one And I'm hoping to again Spark revenue from that property But what I don't foresee see is what Dan is going to do with the cash that I just gave him here he was down and out at the bottom but the man is smart I've given him cash and time and time and time again he has used it against me by making deals with other players mortgaging his properties and consolidating all onto one monopoly because Dan wants to win and basically what he foresees is that this is the time for him to make a move a lot of players will make the deal Admit defeat and sit back and do nothing with the cash and hope to go around the board again and and be happy that they have walking around money. But Dan sees this as an opportunity. He has cash. He has some properties. And what he ends up doing is mortgaging a lot of properties, making a few deals here and there with other players with the cash that I just gave him to build one single monopoly and build it up and consolidate all onto one. And he basically rolls the dice with that monopoly. He has to change his game plan. And I gave him the funds to do it. Now you're probably asking, how does this relate? Well, similar to what Trump said, when you make, when Germany made this pipeline deal, they made Russia rich. And at the time, it all seemed like a good deal for everybody. Russia gets a little bit of money, Germany gets a little bit of oil, everybody wins. But what Germany didn't see and what Russia was going to do with that cash, Putin has ambitions. Obviously, that was taking over Ukraine. So Putin changes his strategy. He begins to sell oil and acquiring funds to invest in military. Time and time and time again, I look back at those Monopoly games, and if I would have just sat with my Monopoly and not given Dan the cash to make the moves to get his Monopoly to consolidate to one monopoly i would have won eventually I would have won someone else would have landed on my property dan would have landed on my property they would have went bankrupt the properties would have went back up for sale and i would have had the cash to buy them and unmortgage them when you make a deal with someone you have to think about what they're going to do with their side of the deal to get back to Mitt Romney's remarks during the presidential debate CNN wrote an article on this february 22nd 2022 the article is entitled it's time to admit Minute, Mitt Romney was right about Russia all the articles and video that I'm going to play for you today can all be found on all of my social media just search the chubby Caucasian Christian closet conservative and look for my eagle the article first quotes Romney Russia this is without question our number one geopolitical foe Romney who would be the Republican presidential nominee in the 2012 race against Barack Obama told Wolf Blitzer in March of that year they fight every cause for the world's worst actors I'm going on to continue to quote This article, Obama and his team pounced on the comment, insisting that it showed Romney was hopelessly out of touch when it came to the threats facing the U.S. Obama went directly after Romney for the remark. When you were asked, What's the biggest geopolitical threat facing America? you said Russia, not Al Qaeda. You said Russia. Obama said, And the 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back because the Cold War ended over 20 years ago. Further down on this article. But today, after Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered Russia troops into eastern Ukraine Romney's comments look very very different and by different I mean right as even some Democrats are now acknowledging. Given that it's worth revisiting the context around what Romney said and why, he was reacting to a hot mic moment between Obama and then Russian president earlier in 2012. In that exchange, Obama told the president, this is my last election and after my election, I have more flexibility. Republicans were up in arms insisting that Obama was taking a hard line with Russia publicly while apparently making clear to the country's leader that he was open to compromise. Then towards the bottom. Bottom of this article what looked like a major flub during the 2012 campaign now looks very very different it should serve as a reminder that history is not written in the moment and that what something looks like in that moment is not a guarantee of what it will always look like i read this cnn article on it was posted on the msn website and they had a poll at the bottom do you think then president candidate mitt romney was right when he called russia the united states number one geopolitical flow in 2012 74 74- remember this is MSN 74% said yes I think so and only 8% said no I don't think so it was interesting too because I didn't see CNN write an article saying that Trump was right about his comments at NATO where obviously he was now in fact he was ridiculed for these comments Obama mocked Romney and the media blasted insults at Trump for his comments during the NATO summit this is from a CNN article written July 11th 2018 titled NATO summit Trump accuses Germany of being a captive of Russia. I'm going to quote the article president Donald Trump on Wednesday accused fellow NATO NATO ally Germany of being beholden to Russia because it buys energy from Moscow. Germany is a captive of Russia. Trump said at a meeting with NATO security general Jen Stolenberg, his first since arriving in the Belgium capital. It's very inappropriate. Trump went on to complain that the United States is expecting to defend them against Russia. Despite Germany making billions of dollars in energy payments to Moscow, I think it's something that NATO has to look at. Germany is totally controlled by Russia, he said. Trump's comments were a remarkable criticism for a U.S. president to make about a close U.S. ally and is likely to increase tensions between the U.S. and its European allies. Just like we heard, the NATO security general talked to Trump about how united NATO was, and Trump fired back. How can you be together when a country is getting its energy from the person you want protection against or from the group that you want protection against. Trump rejected Stoltenberg's argument saying Germany is making Russia richer. German defense minister rebuffed concerns about any German dependency on Russia in a Tuesday interview with CNN saying Germany was a very diverse mix of energy supplies. He also noted that Merkel has been at the forefront of diplomatic efforts to curb Russia aggression in Ukraine. I'm quoting a CNN article here. Germany, at the time, this was in 2018, Germany imports roughly 94% of its natural gas. In 2015, 35% of that of imported gas came from Russia, while 34 was sourced from Norway, and 29% from the Netherlands. But German import, imports of Russian gas have risen in recent years, according to experts. Plans for a new gas pipeline that would bypass Ukraine, the Nord Stream 2, have been in the works for years, but the project remains controversial Germany argues that the new pipeline will provide more energy security. Yes, but you also have to take into account what Russia is going to do with that cash. This was another CNN article written on the same day. Trump Bump opens NATO summit with blistering criticism of Germany, labels allies delinquent. President Donald Trump came out brawling in his first public comments at the outset of NATO's annual summit, accusing a close ally of being a captive of Russia. Trump's provocative comments on Wednesday morning, particularly those aimed at Germany, set the tone for the first day of the NATO annual summit, amplifying the sense of unease among the United States' closest European allies and giving Trump a chance again to shine a spotlight on uneven burden sharing among the alliance members. The invectives detracted from the summit's goal of protecting unity in the face of russian aggression even as trump and nato leaders jointly agreed to bolster their defense and deterrence capabilities to head off russian threats instead trump fueled a narrative of discord within the alliance trump leveled his sudden and unsparing criticism of germany during a working breakfast with stoltenberg at the outset of the day pointing to german reliance on natural gas to accuse the country of being totally controlled by and a captive of russia we already heard this, but they quote Trump again. It certainly doesn't seem to make sense that they paid billions of dollars to Russia and we have to defend them against Russia. This set off an impromptu debate between Trump and Stolenberg, who maintained that despite these differences, NATO allies have always been able to unite around our core tasks to protect and defend each other. Trump rejected Stolenberg's reasoning, arguing Germany is merely making Russia richer. Both Trump and Romney were concerned about what Russia and Putin were gonna was going to do with The cash that they had on hand. So, one question I've been proposing on a lot of my social media and dwelling on myself after seeing how this played out, and prior to World War II, Russia and Germany both built up armies and massed them in one general location. The question that I would propose is Should we rethink what we see an act of war as? Russia spent months building troops along the border of Ukraine. I'm going to reference a uh, Rudder's timeline here this is from uh, March of 2020. Rudder states that in spring of 2021 Russia begins massing troops near Ukrainians' borders in what it says are training exercise. In November of 2021 satellite images taken by Maxar Technology show ongoing buildup of Russian forces near Ukraine with estimates soon surpassing 100,000 troops. This is a CNN article titled New Satellite Images Show Buildup of Russian Military Around Ukraine it's from February 2nd, 2022. More evidence has emerged of a steady buildup of Russian military equipment and deployments around Ukraine, with new satellite images revealing a further expansion of the military presence at multiple locations in Be- Belarus, Crimea, and western Russia. Russian forces have moved into Belarus in the last two weeks. The Russian and Belarus defense systems says the deployments are ahead of a major training exercise this month. Maxar compared images from September and late January of the same military camp in Crimea. The image just shows a significant increase in activity with an area of tents being erected. A defense analyst focusing on Russia and Belarus at Rauchan Consulting, an aerospace and defense consultancy, said he believes that there are now between 74 and 76 Russian battalion tactical groups ranged around Ukraine. Battalion tactical groups typically comprise of about a thousand soldiers along with support units. The CNN article goes on to state, while Russian capabilities and movements can often be observed, the Kremlin's intentions are much more difficult to read. U.S. President Joe Biden said last week that an invasion of Ukraine in February is a distinct possibility. UK Foreign Secretary Liz Truss has said that it is highly likely that President Putin is is likely to invade Ukraine. There's a real threat of invasion, but we don't know what's going to happen, she told the BBC on January 30th. The Kremlin has consistently denied that it has any plans to invade Ukraine. We allowed Russia to build up hundreds of thousands of troops around Ukraine from the spring of 2021 to february of 2022 so i propose this question again should we reconsider what we see as an act of war i don't know exactly what that looks like and i had some pushback on social media which i understand and i didn't completely disagree with but at what point is a troop build up an act of war we not only allow this country to amass advanced army on their border but then also allow them to have the element of surprise According to CNN, one of the first things Russia did when they attacked was bomb an airbase. According to the New York Times, on January 17th 2022, the New York Times reported that Russia was thinning out its embassy in Ukraine. So my question again is when is a military troop buildup an act of war? Is there a certain amount of troops or a percentage of troops? I had some pushback on social media, which I completely understand. There was one guy who said, don't lower yourself to their level. Because Russia believes that they are doing something similar. They are preemptively protecting themselves against NATO. To get a better perspective of this, I'm going to quote a little bit from the History Channel. They have a great piece on the formation of NATO. So in 1949, just after World War II, Russia had came in and defeated half of Germany. The Allies had defeated the other half. And in 1949, the prospect of further communist expansion prompted the United States and 11 other Western nations to form the North. Atlantic Treaty Organization or NATO. The Soviet Union and its affiliated communist nations in Eastern Europe founded a rival alliance called the Warsaw Pact in 1955. This basically These two alliances basically forced European nations to join one of the two opposing camps. We hear this referenced a lot, but in the initial creation of NATO, it was primarily a security pact with Article 5 stating that a military attack against one of the signatures would be considered an attack against all. The original membership of NATO consisted of Belgium, Britain, Canada, Denmark, France, Iceland, Italy, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, and the United States. Greece and Turkey were admitted in 1952, West Germany in 1955, and Spain in 1982. Unhappy with its role in the organization, France opted to withdraw from military participation in NATO in 1966, and then they would return in 1995. The Warsaw Pact was signed weeks later after Western Germany formally joined NATO. Understandably, the Soviet Union was apprehensive about Germany once it began becoming a military power. They had just been responsible for World War One and World War II. So on May 14, 1955, the Warsaw Pact was signed by the USSR, Albania, Bulgaria, Czechoslovakia, the German Democratic Republic, which was East Germany, Hungary, Poland, and Romania. This lineup remained consistent until the Cold War ended with the dismantling of all the communist governments in Eastern Europe in 1989 and 1990. Now you might initially think that you understand why the USSR created this Warsaw Pact. It was directed to protect them and rival NATO. The only thing was the USSR had ulterior motives when they created the Warsaw Pact. The alliance provided a mechanism for the Soviets to exercise even tighter control over the other communist states in Eastern Europe and deter Pact members from seeking greater autonomy. When Soviet leaders found it necessary to use military force to put down revolts in Hungary in 1956 and in Czechoslovakia in 1968, for example, they presented the action as being carried out by the Warsaw Pact rather than by the USSR alone. I believe I already stated this, but when the Soviet Union fell, so did the Warsaw Pact. So I understand where you guys are coming from on social media we can't lower ourselves to the standards of russia russia felt the nato or that's the excuse that they give i believe it's an excuse i don't really think putin really fears nato encroaching on them the security portion of the nato alliance is very much de offensive as nato countries encroach on russia we have to preemptively defend ourselves and try to take back territory of the former soviet union and push nato back so i understand why i got some pushback on that but there has to be a point where we allow a smaller nation to preemptively defend itself i don't know exactly where that line is and it needs to be drawn in the sand and president biden is not the president to do it i believe he is compromised by Russia and he is not a wartime president. The man has no fighting in him. He doesn't even know what day of the week it is. Again, I don't know what that line in the sand should be. 75% of your troops, a couple of hundred thousand. Where is the line? And I wanted to talk a little bit about sanctions, but I'm running out of time here. So I'll wrap it up with just this final question from a chubby Caucasian Christian closeted conservative to a liberal Larry or Linda. How can you wear Ukraine color? and Ukraine flag pins give a standing ovation to President Zelensky just a few years after using a conversation with him to impeach a president. How can you also do all those things and not immediately ban Russian oil from coming into American ports and immediately sanction Putin directly? So Democrats, please stay in your lane. Call everyone homophobic, transphobic, misogynistic, and please just allow the Republicans to take care of the safety of this country and to deal with foreign policy i have a lot more to say on this so hopefully we can get another ukraine russia episode in please feel free to reach out to me on social media i'm on facebook tumblr just started a true social and a twitter so please search the chubby caucasian christian closeted conservative post on my social media all of the articles and videos that i've referenced today are on there so just search the chubby caucasian christian closeted conservative and look for my eagle I had a family member paint that eagle, and I loved it so much that she gave me the original. Now, she has a Redbubble account. She's very patriotic. So please, just go over to Redbubble, search Robin and Brown. That's Robin, the, the bird, and the letter color brown. There's also a link to her Redbubble account in the description of this video. So please, remember to rate, like, comment, and subscribe, and we will see you later.